So Daniel, appreciate you taking the time to be on the call with me today. I've uh, been watching a lot of your videos on Bitcoin and a lot of your interviews about Bitcoin, and I really appreciate your the creativity that you put into your videos and your philosophical outlook. And uh, so I really wanted to get you on the call today to kind of pick your brain about understanding Bitcoin better. So I appreciate you being here. Okay, well, thanks. So one of the things that, I, that I've heard you say in several interviews is that most people, including even economists and Austrian economists even, don't think deeply enough about money and what it is. And I wanted to ask you more about your ideas about that. What don't people think enough about when it comes to money? Well, um, well, I, I think that the the Austrian uh, approach to economics is uh, the correct one, and um, uh, uh, but but I think that many people who are Austrians today just don't seem to understand the Austrian theory of money. And um, I think that, um, well, I think, I think Bitcoin is the biggest thing happening in the world right now. And it's really something that deserves to be understood and protected. And it, it is something that can vastly improve the world from the way it is now. And the reason that I think this has to do with my understanding of the Austrian theory of money. And, um, well, and I, I also think that understanding the theory of money tells you a lot about how to make Bitcoin successful. Uh, so it's very, um, very useful knowledge. And I would say that basically nobody understands it. And I've tried, I've, I've really been trying to get people to engage with the ideas of the Austrian theory for my whole time in Bitcoin. And um, I would say that virtually nobody, nobody understands it. And um, people make decisions uh, in these markets that really have nothing to do with reality and are kind of just based on, on craziness. And um, so, uh, I mean, and I would say that if you listen to people who are Austrian economists or people who say they're Austrian economists, none of them explain the Austrian theory of money correctly and they all act like they think money is gold and they can't imagine money other than gold and they have no way to really engage with with bitcoin economically um and uh, there isn't the the austrian theory of money can be applied to gold but it can be applied to uh, 
all kinds of things. Lots of things can be money. Um, and uh, I would say that nobody understands or, you know, almost nobody seems like they're able to apply it correctly. I mean, it's really kind of weird. It's it's kind of like, like if you really knew economics for real, like if you knew the truth about it, you should be able to do much, much better in these uh, these crypto coin markets than anybody else. But people seem to act like this knowledge is not uh, not good for anything, and. They really just want to believe nonsense about money. What do you think this nugget of truth is about the Austrian theory of money that you have identified that you can see, but for some reason, these other people cannot? Can you go into more detail about what that is that, that you're seeing that is so valuable? Sure. Well, I mean, I would say that money is a way for large numbers of people to cooperate. So money is a cooperative system and um, money creates a shared interest between people. So what we have potentially with Bitcoin is something that will align the interests of the world and uh, make everyone want to benefit each other. And will um, will uh, greatly reduce the um, well. It'll greatly in- increase the opportunity cost of conflict. In other words, not creating conflict is going to be so much better in a Bitcoin-dominated future that people just won't want to do it as much. And that's really better than than anything else uh, that I think we could realistically have. And um, I would say that this, this idea is the, um, the core of the Austrian theory of money. Like I would say that the Austrian theory says that the value of money is just the other people. And when we all use money, then we're all invested in each other. So I would say that that is essentially how how we we create better cooperation uh, with Bitcoin. So now, if you compare Bitcoin to um, you know the kinds of money that people have used in the past. Um, Earlier forms of money are like um, they're like they're uh, they are a way for people to invest in each other, but it's like there's someone standing between everybody. So what what they get out of it isn't something that's nearly as good. It's it there's like a parasite on the economy um, that is preventing people from really gaining the benefits of uh of each other so this this parasite is uh the central bank and uh the central bank 
uh, issues new money uh, regularly. And um, that means that, uh, well, what it effectively means is that the, the money never uh, increases in value. So you can't really benefit from, from saying like, I want, I want the other people. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't get anything out of just trying to be invested in everything else because the central bank uh, takes all of that away. So with, with Bitcoin, we don't have that. Uh, we have a, a fixed supply of money. So um, if you get Bitcoin and then the other people act really good, then you're a lot wealthier. At least that's how, that's how you would expect it to work uh, if, if these markets were, uh, well, on a, on a long enough scale for these markets to be uh, rational. Because I think markets are, are always rational over a long enough amount of time. Um, but it, it seems like it can take a long time for people to, uh, to figure this stuff out. But I don't think that uh, very many other people have really seen the potential benefit of Bitcoin in this way. Uh, people who I think ought to have um, already already known this. Um, so to me, like what I'm talking about is really the about the best thing that we could we could really have, and people are kind of treating it like like that's not really what they want or, or like they're um, like they're, they're trying to, to ruin it really. Like they're trying to um, uh, they're, they're all after things that are sort of a lot, a uh, lot less, less good than what I'm talking about. Okay. And is what you're talking about, is this the difference between, uh, the BSV Bitcoin versus the BTC Bitcoin, or is this something else that you're talking about? Oh, um, yeah. So I should have mentioned earlier. Yeah, when I'm talking about Bitcoin, I'm talking about BSV, um, which is the uh, the version of Bitcoin that uh, is pursuing the original idea. So. Um, Bitcoin is uh, an entrepreneurial idea, but it's not like a, uh, a, a corporation. It's not like a new business. It's, um, it, it is a, a system that, that anybody can work within. So you can, you can create a business uh, within the Bitcoin economy uh, but Bitcoin itself is like a um, uh, an entrepreneurial idea that uh, is capable of absorbing all of the the companies, um, and it's an idea about um, uh, making fast micropayments over the internet, fa fast and cheap, and um, when we can do this, a, a lot of new um, new trade 
opportunities open up for us because of the reduced costs. Um, and um, instead of uh, pursuing this, um, this opportunity, people in Bitcoin have um, have had beliefs about um, about what is valuable that are actually anti-value that are more like people want to fail or they want to uh, destroy the opportunity instead of creating it. Oh, and there's a there's a connection between um, between the the idea of Bitcoin and uh, Ludwig von Mises's um, economic calculation argument. So um, Mises said that the problem of socialism is due to a failure of the profit and loss system. And um, what, what we have when we can't do micropayments over the internet is the same problem as the problem of socialism. We don't have socialism because we don't have um, uh, the, we don't have uh, the government owning everything, but we still have the problem of socialism, which is um, a failure to allocate uh, resources effectively based on the best plan. So uh, entrepreneurs um, use the profit and loss system, or I should say that the profit and loss system punishes and benefits entrepreneurs based on their success at understanding the needs of the market. And when we don't have that, then we have a, a failure of uh, the best plans to win out. And what we end up with are uh, bad plans. So that's kind of what we're seeing now um, because we're seeing these information companies that uh, do not make money from serving users. In other words, the users are not, not customers and they, they make money from selling ads instead. And so they have, um, uh, they have, uh, um, an incentive to control people with this model. And it's not an incentive to do what's, what's best for people or to give them what they want. It's an incentive to turn people into a good product for advertisers. Um, so because there isn't a market for internet content, um, people end up becoming like um, uh, uh, like uh, they well they become like like domesticated animals because they become the product and that's kind of how they're treated 
and um, they're kind of uh, tricked into being addicted to these platforms and um, being being understood by them with artificial intelligence so that the, the platform knows everything about them and uh, knows uh, what what they will click on and uh, knows how to um, how to control their ideas. And what they want is um, people who think like the advertisers want them to think, uh, not people who think, you know, their own way and demand, uh, you know, what they really want. Um, so uh, Bitcoin um, addresses this problem um, uh, by by opening up internet content for um, uh, to to a market, and of course that's not the only thing uh, that can be part of the Bitcoin market. Um, we can really use it for for any any kind of good. Um, it's just that we already have money that that works uh, well enough for you know some other other purposes. Um, but Bitcoin also has a, a fixed supply, as I was talking about. So it doesn't have um, it doesn't have new money being being issued um, periodically. Or, I mean, there is there are bitcoins that have um, not yet been claimed. Uh, they're being uh, distributed via the um, the mining system. Uh, but these are not new bitcoins and the, the power there there's a fixed supply eventually will run out and the power of um being a central banker comes from being able to surprise people so the uh the original bitcoins that are being distributed are not coming as a surprise the the release schedule was fixed from the beginning um so it's not the same thing at all. Um, so what the incentive people have with Bitcoin that they don't have with, with fiat money or the option that is open to them is um, to, to benefit from the, the growth of the economy as a whole without having to get an index fund or something like that without without having to understand anything more specific about the economy like we just have something that gets gets better if the economy gets better um and that's really something that is uh very good for most people um uh, uh right now the kinds of uh, uh solutions that that people have to uh to use to achieve that same end are are more difficult i would say uh and there's just a more challenge to understanding or engaging with the the market as as a whole
right now. Okay, so I really I liked what you said there <clears throat> about how Bitcoin offers a shared interest and mutual benefits, a chance to interact with more people, have more co cooperation, benefit from the creativity of other people in far off places, um, potentially. But what is it about specifically about Bitcoin that say something like gold, like a, say a digitized version of gold would not be able to do? Is there anything specific about Bitcoin that a virtual version of gold couldn't do as well? Well, um, a, a digital, uh, a, a, a digitized gold would have the same problems that we have always had with gold, which is that the, um, the, uh, the good that people would be trading with would be a promissory note. Um, it, it would be something that is, uh, you know, supposed to be backed by gold. Um, but what, what we have seen in the past is that um, this this system is open to abuse uh, because um, well I mean what what happened in in the United States is that people had um, they gradually had the gold backing um, removed from their money and um, the um, the dollars that they were trading with were replaced by a, a different kind of dollar that isn't uh, a promissory note anymore. Um, what, what we have with Bitcoin is just a, a more, a mute, more pure form of money. Um, when you have bitcoin you just you have the the final uh the final means of payment um and um there isn't there isn't some some other good that uh, bitcoin depends on i mean other than the whole economy that's uh, uh that's being you know that's being built around it um and well so B bitcoin satisfies um a, a, a um a security requirement called uh byzantine fault tolerance which means that uh there is uh, it, it, it is it is resistant to um, conflicting information, which may prevent honest actors from disagreeing. So, in other words, if you're Byzantine fault tolerant, or if your system is Byzantine fault tolerant, all honest actors will agree. Um, but what what we have or what we have seen with a a gold backed system is that there are are avenues that uh 
manipulators can use to um, to attack the system that will uh, will prevent honest actors from from agreeing, and you know then they get to have the gold, and the other people lose the gold backing. Um, so we've seen attempts like this uh, on Bitcoin, and that's that's what happened with. Um, Bitcoin and BTC and uh, and Bitcoin Cash is that uh, we had people who were trying to uh, control the system to to bend Bitcoin to their will and uh, change it for their own uh, their own purposes. Um, right now we're in the the midst of attacks like this on Bitcoin. Um, but I think that what what we will see is that these attacks ultimately will not be successful, and we will see that honest actors will agree on Bitcoin. Although right now there is there is disagreement. Um, it is not clear who is an honest actor just now. But what we what we will see is that. People will, the honest actors will, um, it'll be, it'll be obvious who they are and they will all agree on, on Bitcoin and, uh, the, the manipulators will, will not succeed. They will end up with a, a system that is, uh, um, is not, not valuable. Okay. So how now you mentioned you know the that the fact that when you're transacting in bitcoins you know there isn't anything behind it you're actually receiving the final product i guess to my mind that's how i would call it rather than having to trust that there is it is backed by something else um and then you mentioned that it, bitcoin was vulnerable to these attacks how vulnerable is the current implementation of bsv to these kind of takeovers and attacks going forward, would you say? Well, um, I would say that um, BSV is uh, still vulnerable, but uh, I mean, I think that it'll it'll still succeed. I, I think we could be doing a lot more to be uh, resistant to attack in the future, um, but uh, I think the, the system is secure. But what what we've seen is that the um these attacks have been very costly and um i think that we we could change things so that you know bitcoin will will be successful against them at at much lower costs in the future um so i yeah i would like to see that happen but i think we may have to uh see some more more attacks before um uh before people learn how to how to defend them really well okay so as someone who's not really technical um could someone <clears throat> could any one person just go change the code uh behind bsv 
and put it in some repository and then now that's the latest version or does it what is the consensus mechanism for any upgrades that happen to the bitcoin network and how does that work um well um uh, uh well B- bsv has uh, a a legal structure or well the the original bitcoin had a legal structure, although because of the uh, attacks on Satoshi Nakamoto, people didn't really uh, get a chance to to understand it very well until recently. Um, but uh, Bitcoin is a um, a a contract uh, that. Satoshi Nakamoto is uh, required to um, uh, to fulfill according to the terms that he originally described on uh, the Bitcoin website and in uh, the white paper and uh, in the original code. And um, what happened to to him apparently is that uh or i should say this is stuff that i i have heard and which i i uh, believe but which um the the evidence hasn't come out yet so potentially is not true but i think this is what happened is that uh the the website was um was stolen and in in the meantime satoshi was was being attacked um, and uh, was not able to um, uh, to do as much to move move Bitcoin forward for a while. Uh, so he he was slowed down by um, uh, by people who were trying to prevent Bitcoin from succeeding his way, so that they could turn it into um something something different and uh that's how we ended up with uh with btc which um uh well anyways uh, that's that's not the question you are asking though but there's a there's a legal structure to bitcoin and um if if it is not uh uh if the the uh, the miners are not following the the protocol as it is supposed to be if they try to to substitute a different good for for bitcoin then uh there can be uh legal consequences against whoever whoever did this so in the case of btc um we have a, a, we had a, a group of developers who believed that they know everything and who um, uh, who uh, uh, who believed that their ability to program gave them control over the system and they wanted to do things uh, differently from Satoshi's plan. And they didn't didn't believe that Bitcoin 
uh, could scale in the way that it was originally designed. And so they came up with uh, a completely different plan and kind of used propaganda to get approval uh, among users for this plan and then kind of um, uh, strong-armed the miners into it. And um, so now uh, my my understanding is that the um, there the the Bitcoin Association is um, the um, uh, is uh, charged with um, protecting the the rules of Bitcoin and will take legal action against uh, future attacks may which may happen that are similar to BTC but I mean we may also have uh, attacks that are like like propaganda uh, without attempts to um, to to substitute uh, a different good like how we see people attacking capitalism um, with with rhetoric all the time so we may see people who just say that uh you know bitcoin is uh is very bad and um and um and it it wastes energy and things like that um so i don't know how we're going to uh defend against against that um well i think i think we can but there isn't there isn't a um, a legal defense for something like that I think, um, but okay. but ultimately all of these attacks kind of boil down to um, uh, propaganda and trying to give people false ideas about um, about the the economics of the system. So I mean I guess. What what I'm doing now is uh, preventing that a, a a propaganda attack in a way because I'm trying to tell people what what the uh, the real economics are. Okay, okay. So you you mentioned in your Twitter profile that uh, Bitcoin can help uh, prevent mass scams or pr proof of work can prevent mass scams. Um, are you talking about mass scams? Like some people might say the Federal Reserve System is a mass scam. Uh, maybe religion to some people is a mass scam. Cults might be a scam. Uh, what did you have in mind when you put that in your profile? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, there's lots of mass scams. Um, well, um, so, uh, I mean, and attacking attacking bitcoin by uh telling people uh falsehoods about it is a mass scam and so this this has to do uh with what i've been working on in in bitcoin so one one thing that that happened when bitcoin was being taken over is that the uh the reddit well, all, all communication channels were, were basically taken over and uh, filled up with propaganda. So the, the Bitcoin Talk Forum and uh, the, the Reddit 
sub the subreddits were taken over and uh, they were filled up with deception and people who tried to um tried to disagree were uh were thrown out and um the reason these kind of attacks can succeed or i should say um these these attacks depend on uh cheap talk for being successful in other words they they depend on um um uh on on the the ability of people to communicate on mass with with a low cost and um so uh there's there's an idea in biology called the handicap principle and um it says that the only honest signal of fitness is provable waste so basically the idea is that if i'm throwing something away in front of you then i must be fit or a better way of putting it is if, if i can throw away more than somebody else in front of you then i'm probably more fit um and not because of what you see or like what what you can see gives you a reasonable uh, uh gives you a, a reason to think that there's there's more see what i mean so if if i can throw something away and you can see that you would think that there's more that i didn't throw away and this makes sense because people need people need resources to uh to survive so uh if they have some extra that they can they can throw away just to prove that they're fit then they're probably fit so bitcoin um so can you give an example of that i mean some weird things that went through my mind were like Van Gogh cutting off his ear and sending it to his girlfriend is that's uh you know he 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 had so much that he he was able to give it away i mean that wouldn't fit but what are some things that would fit uh, and how does it how do you know what's a handicap and what's not okay that is a good <laughs> yes let's talk about examples so this originally came from biology so um one of the the original ideas was um the the peacock's tail so in in sexual selection there is often a pattern where um males have some um some some beautiful display that they use to try to impress females and then the females don't don't look quite as interesting as as the males because they don't have to, uh, they don't have to bother with that as much. Um, so Zahavi, uh, who's the biologist who came up with this, he would say that the peacock's tail is 
provable waste. Um, because the tail is made out of resources that could have been used to feed the bird, and it is used uh, in a way that makes the male's life more difficult. So he has um, a, a heavy burden to carry around, and it's you know harder to fly, and uh, it's easier for predators to catch him. So. Everything uh, about the tail is sort of related to the kinds of pressures that are put on the male in life. So, so sexual selection is sort of like the most, um, the easiest uh, kind of example to look at. But Zahavi believed that this idea. Um, applies to all kinds of interactions in the animal kingdom or well all all of life really i mean i would say that really the the handicap idea is kind of the connection between biology and physics um because uh, ultimately um uh The, ultimately, the, the, the cost that is, uh, is demonstrated by the handicap, uh, it, it has to do with, with the resources that, that are necessary for life. So it, it connects um, biology, physics, and, and economics. And um, in, in Bitcoin, um, there is a need for the miners to cooperate. And there is a need for the miners to get the latest information from each other, and to get um, get get to get the best information quickly and easily. So, similar to a peahen who wants to get the best DNA from the best males, uh, without having to. Um, to work through too many uh, too many other males, too many less less fit males. So um, the miners in Bitcoin all want to know who is the most fit miner, and they want to uh, they want to uh, get the the latest information from this miner as quickly as possible. Um. Uh, and part of that, well, I mean, it all has to do with, with profits, um, but because if they can get the latest blocks more quickly, then that's a little more time they can spend uh, mining on their blocks. But it also has to do with, um, with uh, getting, getting good information. Uh, in other words, a miner that had um, invested a lot in the system would not want to screw up the system. So, if you're you're searching for the miners who have the uh, the greatest hash power, uh, you're 
you're finding the miners who are more likely to do the most to uphold the system. So while hash power is the, the costly signal in Bitcoin, and um, without it, we would have a similar problem to what would happen to the uh, the peacock or the peafowl without the peacock's tail, which is that the, the peahens would waste a lot more time figuring out who is fit. And we would have too many uh, less fit males in the next generation. So, um, so uh, this, so Bit Bitcoin uses uses hash power, and the well, the miners use it to um, to connect to each other. And I think that we can also use uh, hash power for honest signals of fitness in other contexts. So, what I think is that if uh, Reddit had used hash power for the upvote system, um, it couldn't have been taken over so easily because the manipulators would have had to have um, employed more cost to talk to people. And they would not have been able to uh, rely on, on cheap talk anymore. So that's kind of what I've been working on in Bitcoin is uh, an upvote system that uses uh, uses hash power. So you can uh, you can prove that energy was spent to upvote content. Um, so I guess I should explain what what hash power is. Um, so in cryptography, we can have a handicap. So we can have provable waste with cryptography like the peacock's tail, except it's just a message that is sent over the internet. And the way we do this is um, we use the properties of a cryptographic hash, um, which uh, one of those properties is that the hash cannot be easily inverted. We use that to give people evidence that many hash operations were performed. And uh, each of these hash operations has to be done by some physical machine that consumes energy. So from the information about expected hash operations, we can estimate um, spent energy. Okay. Does it have to be spent energy in in this system that you're talking about? I mean, if anyone's familiar, I'll put a, a link to the uh, product called Twetch, which runs on the Bitcoin network. And it's similar to Twitter, but you have to pay to post there. You have to pay to like. Is that payment system uh, similar to what you're talking about? Or is does it have to be expending energy? Um, well, I think 
it has to be expending energy. So to, to me, so Twitch solves the problem that I was talking about earlier about being, being manipulated into being a good product for advertisers. Because if you're a Twitch user, you are a Twitch customer. Um, so, um, so it's really in the incentive of the people at Twitch to just serve serve what you need, and uh, they want to have uh, all conversations on Twitch and not try to control people. But um, uh, Twitch is sort of like uh, a a consumer good. Um, it it. Uh, it is it's not something that prevents misinformation it is just something that that means that the company itself does not want to manipulate you but it it doesn't mean that someone else uh might want to to try it and so um twitch is very cheap each of the posts, uh, you can post a lot without spending very much money. Um, so we still have uh, cheap talk on Twitch. It's just that it's not it's not zero cost, but it's still cheap. Um, and the Twitch company can make make a lot of money in bulk off of that. Um, but the people talking on Twitch are not being prevented from, uh, from spreading misinformation because of the, the cost of the Twitch. And so, I mean, I don't think that um, a, a payment is a a costly signal um so you can um someone can prove to you that they made a particular payment on bitcoin so you can see that um you can see that that uh that they made the payment and it happened but um it it could be that they're being paid back in a different payment. So you don't actually know that they have, have spent that money, right? It could be that um, they spent it and then in a different payment, they're, they're getting it back. And um, I would say that the, the cost of money is uh, a much more difficult question than the cost of energy. And really, energy is kind of like the fundamental cost of uh, of the universe, and it's like um, it's something that um, that we all um, are aware of immediately because we all need energy right here, right now. Whereas understanding the the cost of money has to do with understanding the whole the whole economy, and um, 
so I think that spending money is just not not as good as a uh, a costly signal. And I mean, also, I, I think it's not really provable waste either, because if you spend money, somebody else uh, gets it. So I don't think you you may have lost something, but nothing has actually been wasted if you spend money. So I think that provably spent energy is a a better signal of fitness. And I'm, I don't really think you could have a better one. Uh, to me, spent energy is the... Um, the signal of a rational actor because you have to have abstract thought in order to transform energy. So to me, proof of work is like, um, it's like the peacock's tail for, um, for the highest intelligence instead of like the, uh, the healthiest bird that's, the best at escaping predators. It's it's like the signal for the highest intelligence. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, this is why I wanted to talk with you because I feel like you have a really interesting take. And and I mean, you're bringing it back to the the energy that runs the universe, that runs the world. And I I don't feel like I fully grasp what you're saying, but I think. I, that there's something there. Uh, do you have any examples, like maybe historically, of proof of work in a, when it comes to things like ideas or religions or things that we interact with as humans? You, because you specifically mentioned that proof of work could help um, solve the problem of bad ideas. I think you mentioned that at one point. I mean, it was Jesus dying on the cross a proof of work? Okay, well, I I will tell you my theory of of Christianity. So I think that um, Christianity is a scam that is similar to BTC. In other words, it's it's an attempt to substitute something false uh, for. Um, or to sub substitute something that uh, um, substitute something for for something else and and deceive people about it. So, in in the past, before Christianity, we had religions that involved uh, sacrifice, and of course, there have been. Uh, cultures that used human sacrifice in the past. And there have also been uh, animal sacrifices and uh, corn or, well, or grain sacrifices. Just whatever um, um, things that are, are costly for, for a society have been sacrificed in um, public rituals in the past. Um, and um, uh, if, if you, you slaughter an animal 
in front of lots of people, that is provable waste. And they all see it, so they know that it happened. And I think that um, this is this is a, a costly signal that has to do with the the health of society. Um, and in Christianity, um, they they take away the sacrifice, and they say that um, we have a a final sacrifice. And it is a sacrifice that um, um, you do not get to see. Uh, people claim that it happened. Um, so to me, Christianity is like a less fit peacock that has no tail, that is trying to uh, convince females that uh, he has a tail and it's really beautiful, but it's invisible or something. And um, uh, but I think Bitcoin brings us back to the the pre-Christian way of doing things, because now with Bitcoin, it's like we have a continual sacrifice of energy um, that everyone can see. And it does not happen in some kind of spiritual realm that uh, people can't verify for themselves. Um, I, I would say that, that Bitcoin is, is like, like a religion um, without uh, ideas of the divine. It, it is a way of sharing an idea between everybody, uh, kind of like, like a god, except that this god does not have a personality. It is a ledger. So it is a, uh, a list of outputs and amounts of coins assigned to them and it's not um it's not uh, uh it doesn't um involve um uh some kind of uh divine um material or or something it's just it's just a, a shared idea and it doesn't have a uh you know, made made up ideas on 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 physics or the nature of the universe or something. It, it's just a way of having a shared idea that everyone will reliably agree on. Um, and but it has the the form of a religion with with a sacrifice, and um, the sacrifice is necessary for for holding it together um because without it people wouldn't know who to listen to the the sacrifice is what connects it to reality remember that's how i said that's how you find the miners who are going to do the most to uphold the system 
and uh, um, you need to be able to find them quickly and easily, or or else it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, how about so you you mentioned that you're working on things where proof of work could help. I'd like to go down this road a little more, like where proof of work could help end mass scams. And we talked we, we talked a little bit about that with Christianity, but what about ideas um, that are out there in the zeitgeist now, like uh, whether or not to wear a mask? Can can how would what you're working on help with something like that? Um, yeah, that that's what I think. What I'm working on can can help with. So um, I think, well, um, I think these mass scams all involve a network topology that is um, is dangerous, and it's basically a, a hub and spokes network. And um, the way these are created is um, someone kind of jumps in the center of everybody, somebody who's a less, less fit male, they jump in the center and they get everybody's attention and they get everybody dependent on them before everybody else uh, realizes what's going on. So that's kind of what, what happens with these, these social networks. Uh, they kind of get people addicted um, before very many people really understand uh, how they work. And um, then since everybody is on the social network, you need, you need to be on the social network. And then you kind of have to see the propaganda um, because they have the ability to, to control your, your information as long as you're um engaging engaging with the, the network um what what we have with bitcoin is um the small world network and the small world network has no center instead there is a competition among all participants to be as central as possible in other words to um have the most uh, connections. Um, and um, we end up with a network that has many paths um, between any two points in it. Whereas with the, with the hub and spokes, we have a system where every path in the network goes through the hub. When, in the small world network, um, there there is always an alternate route that doesn't have to go through somebody uh, if that somebody starts to become malicious or something. And um, because you, so another difference between these networks is that in the hub and spokes, only the hub has the ability to view the network as a whole because it's connected to everybody else. Whereas in the small world network, everybody has a good view of the whole network. And what this means is that um, 
the individuals in the small world network all have an accurate uh, representation as a whole of the whole, whereas they do not in the hub and spokes or not necessarily. They're dependent on, on the hub to give them the view of the whole. Whereas in the small world, they all have, they all have a view of the whole. And this makes it, um, uh, this makes it difficult to transmit misinformation in the small world network. Um, so, um, a, something that we need in order to um, create a small world network is information that everybody needs quickly. And that's, that creates the incentive to, uh, to form the small world configuration because what everybody wants is to have the, the most and best connections possible so that they can get that information uh, faster than everybody else. So in the Bitcoin network, we have um, blocks and um, well, in the Bitcoin economy as a whole, we have uh, the price of Bitcoin. So that's going to be a network based on whatever information is, uh, is relevant to price. Um, so um, a, a mass scam depends on doing this, this hub and spokes thing. So you're, you're a, let's say you're a less fit male and you jump in the center and get everybody dependent on you before, before they really know who is fit. Um, then um, um, you can feed people false information about the network as a whole as a way to maintain uh, dependence. So it's just like the movie, The Matrix. Um, or, well, The Matrix is, I mean, that movie is really just like real life because everybody is connected to the same sources of information that are all kind of presenting them with a false view of reality. And uh, the, the real world is quite different from uh, what everybody believes. But if we started signaling fitness to each other in some kind of reliable way, then we would not need to rely on sources of information. Um, rather, we, we would be able to, to filter out bad information ourselves, or we would have a, a, a collective system of filtering out bad information effectively. Um, and um, so if we had a proof of work as an upvote system, we would have a list of all content that was upvoted. And this information could, could come from anywhere over the internet. It would not be from some particular source of information. It would just be from anywhere. And there would just be a big competition um, to uh, uh, 
for for the information to be um more highly upvoted and um the people who basically like the only way you could really benefit reliably from a system like this is by making society better so people would want to um spend their energy to upvote content that has good information and that transmits true uh the true state of the world and if that's not what the information is then they would just rather save their money because what the way they benefit from it is when other people read the information um if 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 it's good information then and those people are are better and society is better um so um uh well i um, i mean i guess that pretty much um well that that answers that question yeah so i mean that's that's really interesting it, it's hard to conceptualize but i mean I, I believe you have some a website like this what can isn't that true that uh i haven't looked into it yet but can you tell me more i mean would anyone be able to go to this and submit a link to the latest and best information and then people click to upvote it how how does it practically work and, and where could we go to test this out uh yes i have a website at a boostpow.com which is the name of the uh the protocol that i came up with for this uh currently the website doesn't work um we did have it working for a while in the past so you can go and see what was upvoted in the past and you can look at it historically. So you can say what was upvoted in the last year. Um, and, uh, well, hopefully I'll, I'll get it working again, but, but for now, uh, I, I can only try to communicate the idea of it. Um, but if you look into this, this protocol, it's actually something that anyone can provide if they have, a Bitcoin uh, mining machine. So um, uh, I would really like it if somebody were to um, start providing the service for me. So right now it seems like I have to provide the service to myself in order to to get it. Um, but really anybody uh, could do it, and I would I would greatly appreciate uh, competition in providing the the boost service because I mainly would want to be able to to use it. Um, and I, it's well, it's just been been challenging to uh, build up the whole system and to keep it working all the time. It would be a lot easier if there was somebody somebody else who believed that there was going to be money in this thing and was going after it independently. Um, but I think we will have it, uh, we will have it working uh, eventually. Um, I, I just, I think sooner than later would, would be better. Um, but if, if it's just going to be me doing it, it's probably going to be a, a lot later than I would, uh, would really like. So if people are agreeing with what you're saying and, and agree that uh, this could work. Um, what can we do as entrepreneurs 
or people with creative ideas to help usher this system along? Do you have to learn code or can you, can you just, are there plenty of people that you can pay to code to implement your idea? What's the best, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I think that you can do costly signals just on your own. Um, uh, I think that they're, they're everywhere. And uh, I, I think that, uh, well, there is a, a severe labor shortage in Bitcoin, especially with, with programming, I think. And um, uh, um, I, I think that we need programming skills from people who are actually invested in Bitcoin. In other words, people who actually want it to be successful. And uh, it's very difficult to... Um, to find a good programmer, I think. Um, and so I would say that I have, um, uh, I would certainly like to develop a, a relationship with someone who could do some, some programming for me, but that is not, not an easy proposition, I would say. Um, and it's really going to be a lot better if, people learn to program on on their own and um try to um try to use use their skills to make make their own um money in a, an entrepreneurial way um but there as i said there are also costly signals everywhere and you can easily do them um just in real real life just in everyday conversation, it, they don't have to be produced by a, a machine that's specifically designed for them, although I think that would be better. But if you watch my videos, uh, they're full of costly signals that are just done with me, just manually in the way that I, uh, I make the videos. So um, um, my, my videos are... Um, sort of like um um they're they're sort of like uh journeys that are um had that have kind of a, a barrier of entry uh, because um well i found that it's it's hard to get people to listen so if you kind of make it into a, an entertaining uh, story. You can get them to think about things they might not have uh, on their own. Um, but you kind of have to get uh, invested in the video to get through the whole thing. Um, and so there's, there's kind of a, a barrier of entry that's built into the video. Because um, you'll find that um, nothing much happens in them at first, or it's not really clear what, what the video is about for a while. Um, it's kind of like a, a cost that, um, um, that, uh, um, that, that people can, can recognize. In other words, other videos that are, um, that might 
might be more more attractive or or entertaining initially exist and i don't try to compete with those uh i i try to do something that um uh that that doesn't try to um uh, am i am i explaining this right it's like the the video isn't um it doesn't it doesn't do things the way a normal youtube video might that really needs to uh get get the most views as as quickly as possible it's really something that um if you can can recognize that there's there's cost in that then then you know that there's probably valuable information in the video um but this this is kind of um a way of communicating that I would like to um, retire because I think that it's going to be a lot easier if I just show cryptographically that energy was spent whenever I say something. And um, that's like a, a substitute for making these kind of elaborate videos that I do that I think um, uh is able will will be able to um accomplish a, a little bit more a little more easily just because we'll have a a much better signal yeah 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 i've found your videos fascinating i've often wondered are you are you the one that makes all the animation and uh, uh i mean it, it's obvious a lot of work goes into it um do you, <laughs> I often wonder, do you have a whole team behind you helping make these videos or is it, is it just you? Well, um, so some of the videos I just made myself, but my uh, two most recent videos, I had a lot of help. Um, my, my most recent ones are called um, Bitcoin at Scale and uh, Homo Bitcoinus. So Bitcoin at scale is a short cartoon that's a lot different from uh, the other videos that I've done. And for that one, I got a, um, I got a, a Hollywood uh, score from our Hollywood composer to do the score for me. And um, the art is from people um, people, the artists who are in Bitcoin and this composer is also interested in in bitcoin i didn't just go out and find anybody I, I only i only got people who actually want bitcoin and um the previous um the other one homo bitcoin is about half of the art is mine and um the rest is from uh various other artists um, I think I have I have credits in the, in these videos. If you want to know who they are, or if I can answer, if you have a specific thing you want to ask about, but that's not um, that that is uh, proof that we did work, but it's not really proof of work because it's not a um, it's not a uh, it's not provable waste. To to me, the that's the the art and pictures are part of the entertainment of the video and the provable waste is kind of um being being a bit obscure in 
the way that I talk about things and creating something that you have to uh, listen to really carefully in order to understand what I'm really saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. Interesting. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, we, we go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but if, if we had a proof of work service, then I wouldn't have to be obscure anymore. I, you would just, you would just read that there would be hash operations associated with what I said, but <laughs> eventually we'll be able to do that. Well, now that makes me a little bit skeptical when you put it like that, because, um, you know, as humans, we are, we like narratives. We're, that's how we think. And is I'm wondering, do you ever think that it could be that we, we will always need those narratives and, and replacing it with a machine that can do this proof of work, it, it may not accomplish the same goal in the end. Well, um, I think that, um, no, I think we'll, we'll have better, better stories with proof of work. Uh, to me, um, proof of work is an evolution on memes and, um, they're like memes with antlers that signal fitness to you before they're allowed to reproduce in your brain. So they're going to be uh, a lot better than the memes we have now. Like the, your, your brain is like the female and the meme is like the male. And right now um, we ha the, the internet is like uh, all of the, the females are, are really slutty and they're not... Uh, <laughs> They're not, um, they're not rejecting bad ideas enough. So when we have to, when we add proof of work to things, what that basically means is people have to think a lot more about what they say before they say it. So it's like, um, it's like the males are going to be rejecting themselves before they even get to the females, and uh, that's going to be a lot better. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned that these bad ideas, they, they get traction and then, and, and somehow they were able to take over even things like Bitcoin. Um, but just as a, I consider myself a fairly, I, I guess I'm, I'm non-technical. You know, I, I started getting interested in Bitcoin in around 2017 and I bought some and I, I noticed that you know, you had to pay a lot of fees just to send it, and it wasn't instant like I had heard about. And and I thought, well, I bought the Bitcoin called BTC that has that ticker symbol. And, and it, it just took me a few hours to, and I thought to myself, well, this is really stupid because I can't really, I can't use it. And why is that? Why do you think that's so hard? Whereas BSV, uh, you can use it. Uh, it, the transactions happen almost instantly. You can post things on a Twitter-like network called Twitch. It just seems to work so much better. Um, why is that such a hard thing for people to grasp, do you think? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, don't have, uh, I don't have a good answer to that because, yeah, to me, um, the difference between them is uh, completely obvious and BTC is um, something that just doesn't work and just isn't 
good for anything. Um, but they have managed to uh, capture a lot more people's imagination. Um, but but ultimately, money is you know it's really about what you can actually produce for each other. So a bunch of people who have a form of money that doesn't work, you know, they don't really have anything. They they may have a uh, a high net worth in the moment, but eventually these things are going to be understood by the market and then they won't have anything. And yeah, I mean, I, um, I think, I mean, so there's a lot more to Bitcoin than the tech. I mean, whatever, depending on your definition of technology, but like we've had a, a big problem in Bitcoin with people who have knowledge of programming who have convinced people that they can be leaders in Bitcoin when really programming knowledge is more like like literacy. It's more like like they can read and write. That doesn't mean that they actually know what's really important. So Bitcoin is also about law and economics and computer science. And these are all things that um, are not, well, of course, they're all, they're all technical in a certain sense of the word, but you don't have to be, you don't have to be good, good with computers to, to understand any of them. Like you don't actually have to know, uh, how the the machine is actually working, right? That's really just a small part of the whole thing. So I, I would really like it if people uh, would would recognize that all all knowledge is is relevant to Bitcoin or potentially relevant, let's say, and um, like whatever whatever they can contribute is worthwhile. And it'll be a much better system when um, we do not we do not have leaders who uh, act like they know everything and convince people to treat them like they know everything. And instead, we have uh, lots of different people who are all uh, contributing whatever knowledge you know they're they're best at. Um, so I th I think that there is um, there isn't a a need to act like uh, you are apologizing for being non technical because I think everybody has a relevant knowledge that we need. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned a few of the names like uh, libertarians, prominent libertarians at the beginning of the call that still seem to be enamored with the the slower, more unreliable form of Bitcoin called BTC. And how how important do you think it is to try to convince those people that there is a better form of Bitcoin and that they should be using it? 
Well, uh, I don't think that it is important at all. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think that if you have to convince people about Bitcoin, that's really well. That's really just the, the opposite of what makes sense. Uh, people should want to make as much money as possible. That means they have to get their own information, and someone who has to be convinced is not someone who's actively researching. To me, someone who we actually want in Bitcoin is someone who does not have to be convinced. He would be someone who um, is searching for the best way to make lots of money and who would figure out that that's what Bitcoin is on his own um, without having to be convinced. And um, uh, of course, well, I mean, I think I think that that's what Bitcoin is. But uh, you know, I I would want people to independently arrive at that conclusion and not uh, just not not um, pursue money in Bitcoin just because I said so. I, I would want them to figure out how to actually do it. And to me, like. Um, if if you really understood economics, you should be able to know how to um, do really well in Bitcoin and promote Bitcoin's success a lot. And so to me, like Bitcoin has really shown uh, how that just the, I mean, I just think that all of the, the economists are are charlatans, really, and Bitcoin Bitcoin proves this because if any of them really knew anything, they would all quit their jobs and want to be Bitcoin entrepreneurs because of their, you know, the knowledge of economics that they supposedly have. But um, and well, and. Not just that, and the economists have not just not quit their jobs over Bitcoin, but there has also been a shocking lack of interest by economists in Bitcoin, I would say. Um, so to me, Bitcoin is kind of like uh, if a new particle started showing up in particle accelerators and none of the physicists wanted to study it and they all <laughs> acted like they were trying to ignore it or something. Um, to, so, I, I mean, I think that that is how economists have acted with Bitcoin. It's really like, I mean, it's really a, a momentous um, uh, thing. If you're, you know, to have a whole new kind of money come out, um, it's kind of like, I mean, that ought to be a really big deal. You'd think that, I mean, if you, if, if somebody had a, a scientific turn of mind, they, they would want to study it if they were an economist, because that would be like, that's, I mean, that's just what you would want to do if you were, if you were a scientist, that would just be like the best opportunity you would think, but that's not how economists have um, 
have acted with with Bitcoin. Um, most of the economists have ignored it or said said that it's stupid, and um, in particular, uh, most of the the Austrians have ignored Bitcoin and um, have not been very interested in it. And I think that what what we can see is that the Austrians do not understand their own theory of money, and they're not very good at thinking about about um, they're not very good about thinking of of money that's not gold. Like gold is really what what they know or what they think of as money, but that's not that's not what their their theory says money is i would say so i i, I think that I, I so anyway i would say if you you put me in the same room with most of these modern austrians i think that i would be able to um make it look like they don't understand their own theory so now there have been some um some austrians who have got interested in Bitcoin. So examples of these are Jeff Tucker and Safedean Amis. And Safedean is an actual professor, but I can say um, with, from my conversations with him that he's um, he doesn't know anything. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would, I, I think, well, anyway, I, I don't think he is any good at anything. Um, and um, neither of them has, has understood that um, has understood that BTC is a failure and that BSV is the real Bitcoin, even though BTC, it is easy to verify, cannot be used as money. Whereas BSV can be used as money. And yeah, as you said, it's a very easy, uh, it's very obvious and easy to see just by, by trying it out. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, to me, like the, the Austrians just don't seem to know their own theory. Um, and um, so, there have been, um, let's see. Uh, well, so Peter Schiff, he's another example of somebody. Well, I can say just from all of the things I've heard from him, he, he has never explained the Austrian theory of money uh, in any of anything that I've, I've heard from him. Uh, and Jeff Tucker has never tried to explain the Austrian theory of money to anybody in Bitcoin, as far as I know. Um, I mean, all he does is talk about like how, how great the free market is and everything. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, when you have two different, uh, when you have competing monies, then you have a problem that's akin to the calculation problem of socialism, because you have two different competing means of you know, determining the, the best plan as, as we discussed earlier. 
So clearly there are circumstances when uh, th- or things you could have done that would have been a profit in terms of dollars, but a loss in terms of Bitcoin, depending on the timing and how, how much how much you got back in revenue, right? So profits in Bitcoin versus profits in dollars are very different things. And these different different monies are different cooperative systems that are all uh, at odds with one another. Um, and that is all, um, uh, th- that stuff all follows from from the Austrian theory, I would say, but I don't think that um, people have been taking it seriously or uh, talking about it very much other than me, even people who, uh, who ought to know better. So, um, um, so yeah, as I said, uh, I would like to, I mean, if you put me together in a room with any of these people, I bet I could make them look like they don't know the Austrian theory very well. But to me, like the Austrian theory is um, it's the, the fundamental thing about success with Bitcoin because it says what is good and bad. It's like um, the, the knowledge of, of good and evil. And um, it's, I mean, it's really just absurd. It's kind of like, like there's, there's so much money flying around in these crypto markets and almost nobody is acting like they're really taking it seriously or like they're trying to really go after, like they're trying to go after it, you know, rationally. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to think of a real plan to try to maximize success. It's really just like everybody is is acting crazy, even people who I thought would, uh, you know, would would be able to uh, help a lot. Right, right. It sounds like you're somewhat frustrated there, perhaps. Um, I mean, you'll you'll hear Austrians talk ad nauseum about gold, but when you've got something like BSV that is potentially infinitely better than a form of money or a form of gold, uh, it doesn't. They don't pay any as much attention to as as it warrants. Yeah, we know. Yes, but that, so, that offers well, an opportunity, doesn't it, for us to buy BSV at a low price, right? Because not so many yeah, people missed it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that um, we have a, a problem in Bitcoin with not enough people understanding what money is really for. So I would really like to get ensure that everybody understands this stuff. I mean, and yeah, so there's there's an opportunity to get more, but I think that, I mean, there's kind of a big problem when everybody is just acting crazy. So if you do get more because you recognize the opportunity, you also have to 
stop everybody else from acting crazy so that you can you can realize the um uh you can realize the the potential of uh what you you bought into and um so that's kind of what I've been trying to do a lot uh since I got into bitcoin but uh so far I haven't really accomplished uh too much on on that front I mean I would say that I have uh, found um uh some some sane people among all of the the crazy ones but i haven't really found anyone who has the time to actually learn the austrian theory and you know i kind of went through uh a process of you know learning how to explain it to people uh, cuz normally if you would learn and you would read these these thousand page books about it and stuff so i've had to figure out how to compress it in uh a few sentences but it's really really would be better if people would go back to uh the the original books on it um oh and so another thing about these economists is like um i think that um economists professional economists who are are pro free market are still toxic in a way so they're not as bad as keynesians but there there is still something something very wrong um because well as i said like if you really knew economics and you you had a professor job i think what you would really want to do is is quit your job and be a, a bitcoin entrepreneur cuz i think that i think that you should know that there's probably a lot more money in that than in being a professor so f f a hayek um came up with the term spontaneous order to talk about the market and he used it to try to explain the market to John Maynard Keynes and other people who are who don't like the free market as much and um it's a, a uh, it's like a beautiful concept or an image um to try to uh communicate the idea but when you think about it it actually means like it's an image that someone would only have if they were not thinking of themselves as being part of the market so spontaneous order of the market that's kind of like spontaneous generation like what people used to think um would happen in in trash and stuff and they thought that like flies and and things would just grow out of it um it's kind of like the market is the experiment and the economist is the um uh the scientist um but um like in order to have a good market system everybody needs to create order and it's not really very good for people to um to act like 
this order will just kind of naturally happen uh, magically without them. And I know people don't don't literally think that, but I think that what what we've seen with these these Austrians is people who who could do a lot more if they wanted to transition into being entrepreneurs in Bitcoin, but they don't want to do that. And they want to um, stay as professors, which lets them uh, avoid risk and be dependent on uh, an institution instead of, instead of, you know, going after all of that money themselves when really like their own ideas should tell them that they have a comparative advantage on, uh, on making Bitcoin successful. And, um, um, uh, and like, if you're, if you're taking a risk that other people just don't know much about, then that's really something that you should want to do. Or if you have the, the option to uh, take a risk that other people don't understand, that's, that's what you want. You, you want a risk that you can calculate and other people uh, don't know how. Um, and when you have that, then you have a, um, then you have a, a successful act of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, so what an economist should think if they really understood economics is that, um, they, they understand the risk better than other people, but what, what they're acting like is they don't, they don't understand it better. And of course there's more, there's more to success in the real world than just theoretical knowledge. But I mean, surely some of these economists has more than just theoretical knowledge. Um, but to me, they're, they're acting like they don't have more than that. Oh, and this spontaneous order thing, that's a big problem with libertarians too. Cause I think that there's a really big need for people to find find needs that they can serve for to be entrepreneurs. Like I think that there's a lot of unmet needs that people should be trying to go after. And like, I think that if you um, think that the market is a, a spontaneous order and you, you worship entrepreneurs without wanting to, to be one, then that's not really, that's not really helping very much. Um, right, right. So would you say that the people who really are the, I mean, the entrepreneurs understand Austrian economics better than these professors? Um, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. I no? think that there are, there are entrepreneurs in Bitcoin and, um, I don't think I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know some of them. I'm not really, I don't really think any of them understand Austrian economics. I mean, I, I think that there's a big need for people who understand 
at Austrian economics to be entrepreneurs. That's not being served right now. Um, to me, Austrian economics is, is critical for Bitcoin's success. And it's kind of like something that um, I, I don't think people are really, really doing very much. Um, um, but uh, so I, so I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I, I think Bitcoin's, I, I think the biggest thing that could happen to really make Bitcoin better would be for just everybody to learn economics a lot better. Um, uh, and of course, I, I think that Austrian economics is the correct theory, as I said, but I certainly would want the truth to win out. So I would encourage people to uh, investigate uh, lots of ideas and see if there's something that, that I've overlooked, because that would be, if there was something like that, that would be a way to, uh, that would be an easier, an easier way to make money than, than something that, you know, was already understood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, perhaps that's something that we could explore more in a, in a future conversation. Um, this idea that people who believe in the ideas of freedom and uh, liberty and free markets should put their ideas to practice more or try to understand their own ideas better. But uh, we're coming up on two hours here and I just, you've, you've given me a lot to think about. I hope you've given listeners uh, something to think about as well. Uh, is there any, are there any parting thoughts that you have uh, about the, anything that we've covered so far that you would want to leave with listeners before we end the call? Well, I mean, I, I guess I would say, um, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I wish we could just do the theory of money more like a, uh, a lecture, like a, uh, like a, a professor kind of thing. Um, and cause so far we've really only done my, uh, my basic explanation of it. Uh, I, I think it would be better if we could just go through the idea in, in a lot of detail. Um, but, um, you know, the, the value of money is, is the other people. Um, at least that's what, what I think it is. So if you want to uh, make Bitcoin more valuable, what you have to do is improve the other people. And of course, I'm talking about value in the, in the sense of value is, is what you get and price is what you pay. So value is really like the real uh, benefit of, of a thing. It's not that the price is like what people think the about value um uh the the value is what's what's actually good about it and so i think um um we could well i think people in bitcoin are have always been looking out outward a lot because i mean there's a lot of money in just getting more people in but really like if we want to get more people in 
what will work better is just making Bitcoin more valuable. In other words, giving people better reasons to want it. And the, the way we would do that is by looking inward and looking at the people who are already here and uh, looking at, at their needs and thinking about how to serve them. And um, uh, not not just needs that can be um, fulfilled by producing goods and and selling it to them, um, but also um, imp improvements that are um, that just make make people better people. You know what I mean? Like I, just anything that sort of makes uh, makes people's lives better in in Bitcoin. Um, you know, just whatever, whatever, whatever they're most worried about. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Just w or whatever, whatever knowledge they're lacking as as well. All, all of that is what improves Bitcoin's value. And I think that some of the other coins have sort of figured this out in like a really rudimentary way. But what I would like to see is for people to um, uh, to improve value consciously. And in order to do that, they have to know what what value is. And in order to know that, they have to do economics because economics is going to talk about the the trade-offs from one good to another and that's what we really need to uh to think about in order to um to understand what what really gives people uh good reasons to want bitcoin um so um anyway that my my theory is that we we try to uh Im improve each other and i think that i mean i think if if you just think of it that's kind of obvious really i mean uh i i just wish people were yeah we're just trying to do this consciously like i think i think like people kind of understand this in kind of an unconscious way and people that all have uh, are in one of these crypto coins are all kind of like like friends with with each other on a certain level and are kind of uh, all you know backing each other up but they're doing it in a way that's like about pumping the coin and not not really about actually Im improving each other's lives and to me, like we could do a lot better by being being more more quiet, you know, less talking about how great Bitcoin is, and more just actually uh, making it great for each other. And um, I mean, that would be really good even if we didn't have any new people get get into Bitcoin. Uh, to me, that's really like what 
what the real benefit of, of money is, is other people who, who want to think about your needs and how to serve them. And, um, uh, I mean, uh, that's, I mean, that's what I think that this is all, all about really. And it's almost like, like the main thing has been, uh, forgotten or, or unknown by people this, this whole time. That's kind of, kind of how I feel about it. Right, right. Well, I, I really like those ideas. I'd love to explore more with you sometime. Um, yeah, but it, it's been a thrill to have you on the call today and to pick your brain. Uh, so, Daniel, I, uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Thanks for being here today. Okay, well, thanks for inviting me, Aaron. It was nice to meet you. Um, great conversation. I'll see you around.